You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going very well. Uh, Gotta say, week nine, I guess that was week nine, right? They all kind of run together. <laughs> they, they really are starting to run together at this point. It, it threw me for a loop, though. I just, when I thought I knew, I didn't know. I'm not sure what the good teams are. Um, a lot of upsets and close games that I did not see coming at all. Yeah, and, and, and we were all kind of in that same situation. In fact, so much so that I, I think we've got to start off the show today talking about some of these some of these storylines because uh you're right just really a, a surprising set of results from week nine uh some interesting storylines i know marcus and kate hit on a couple of these yesterday but i would love to get your thoughts certainly some dynasty relevance to these stories um it, it, at least a little bit let's let's start off with this aaron Rodgers deal i mean yeah an unbelievably, I don't know, weird week last week for Rodgers. Uh, of course, testing positive for COVID. The situation, the is he or isn't he vaccinated? And his reasoning behind not ultimately not being vaccinated. Uh, the the Joe Rogan connection. It's just so, it, it, it only got weirder, right? I mean, that situation just got stranger and stranger as it went along. Um, and it, it, it got to a point where on Sunday we saw Jordan Love take over for Rodgers uh, on the COVID list. And uh, at least for me, there were some high expectations from Jordan Love. I know some Packers fans, uh, friends of mine who were really excited to see what he could do. They're playing the Chiefs, the Chiefs struggling, especially defensively. That felt like even on the road, uh, kind of a good spot for Jordan Love to make his debut and Matt, he he was not oh. good. He was not good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might have gotten might have earned some MVP votes uh, just from what you know what we saw with him out of the lineup in that game. So, uh, what's what are kind of your your current thoughts on the Rodgers situation? Because I I think this not only has week to week implications here, but but big picture, if we're still assuming Aaron Rodgers is gone next year can't feel great about Jordan Love taking over. No, you said a lot there. Um, First of all, it's not always easy to know, but I think unvaccinated players, especially quarterbacks, have to have slightly less value than those that we know are vaccinated. You know, I mean, we saw it with Cam Newton. Right. Um, At least that was the the theory that he wasn't getting signed because he is, he was not vaccinated. Uh, Now reportedly is vaccinated, still unsigned. So uh, maybe maybe that wasn't the entire issue, but yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, and the more we can know about these guys, it's kind of like, hey, do you have a, a chronic elbow or ankle or something like that? It's sort of the same. It's like one more thing in the negative column. It matters. We're evaluating players here. So that matters. Um, I think Rodgers someday is going to have a very interesting 30 for 30 football life, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a very intelligent, odd dude. Frankly, I don't know him, of course, but I don't think I would be friends with him. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm his personality is very becoming. 
I think the older all of us, including Rogers, get, the less they care about what the, the world thinks of them. And, you know, you're just going to beat to your own drummer. And that's just happens with people as they age anyway. But none of that really matters. You know, I mean, I think Green Bay wins that game in Kansas City by 20 points with Rogers. Yeah. And that's all people need to know. And I mean, we don't have to be his friend. I don't care about his politics or his friend, his friends or Jeopardy or his future, you know, his plans in life. It is, do I want him to be the Steelers quarterback next year? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I kind of mentioned this on the DLF Dynasty podcast this week as well. You, you look at the game the previous week, the Packers are playing – what many were calling the best team in the league, the undefeated Cardinals undefeated at that time. They're missing their top three wide receivers. And thanks in large part to Aaron Rodgers, they still get the win. They get the upset win. And now those receivers are back. Everyone seems healthy. Uh, It's, it's only Rodgers that's out that, and that's, that's uh, only in, you know, in italics or or air quotes or whatever you want to say, because you can't say only Aaron Rodgers, but it's Aaron Rodgers missing from that game. And we, we know how that went um, against the, the Kansas city chiefs. So just, just such a weird situation. Hopefully Rogers is, is back on the field uh, this coming Sunday. At least that's what I'm hoping to see. Uh, and we can kind of forget all of this uh, crazy off field storyline. Um, you, you hit on it a little bit there. Some, some surprising results, uh, two of those Dallas Cowboys lose to the Denver Broncos was not even as close as the final score made it appear. Uh, and a game that was close the entire, uh, the entirety of the game was Buffalo and Jacksonville. Surprisingly, Jacksonville gets the upset win. So, uh, these were uh, teams that were certainly in the argument for, uh, being the best team in their respective conference, if not uh, the best team going into week nine and, and they both lose in, in ugly fashion. Is this kind of a blip on the radar? Are you concerned about either of these teams moving forward? I think it's a blip for Dallas because I thought Dak didn't play well mm-hmm. and I very much expect he will. I know Zeke left that game, but they're not winning that game no matter what. I mean, they got out coached. Dak played a bad game. I think Dallas will be okay. I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy believer, though, to you know to right the ship. But I like his you know position coaches, and I like the overall talent. Sure. They should be fine. They'll run away with their division. Buffalo, gun to my head, I still would pick them to go to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. They also have a very easy schedule going forward that might mask some of their problems. But I think their offensive line is a problem. I think that much like the Chiefs, who we'll get to, I'm sure, teams are just taking away the big play and making these young, super talented Mahomes, Allens, nickel and dime them down the field. And that's just not the way they're wired. You know, they're kind of playing left handed and there's other issues there. But Allen was playing out of this world before this game. So I bet this is more of a blip for him where Mahomes, his fundamentals and things have just falling apart where Allen didn't play well didn't you know the things where the blocking was bad but you lost to the Jags I and mean, now you've lost to the Jets and Jags I mean I guess the Bills didn't lose to the Jets but I mean the, the Bills have some bad losses this Jags loss is terrible 
you mentioned Mahomes and the Chiefs. Let's let's move over to them. Uh, they did get the win over the Packers, uh, a, a win they needed. They had to have because uh, it, it has not been great for the Kansas City Chiefs in recent weeks. But even in that game, they just scored 13 points. The uh, the Packers had multiple chances uh, to, to score, to win uh, in that game, even without Aaron Rodgers. And Mahomes, I mean, just uh, 166 yards, one touchdown. He's just, he just doesn't look like the same guy. You know, I'm you're the scout. I'm not. What is wrong with Patrick Mahomes? A lot. I mean, first of all, I, I like to take credit that he was my number one quarterback in that class. But even when he came out, I and as many did thought that his first couple of years would be a massive roller coaster. You know, I mean, he was such a risk taker. And I know it's a huge body of work, but he always put the ball in harm's way and had an unbelievable ratio of huge plays versus negative ones in his favor that probably just couldn't keep up. I mean, just in general, like doesn't matter who you are. He's not from Krypton you know, I mean, he's going to, when you you take that many chances, eventually they're going to come bite you. The turnovers are far and away. The thing the chiefs are, is hurting the chiefs the most. And he's the biggest culprit. Why? But he's also had some bad luck with, a lot of tipped balls, balls through his receiver's hands that have gone picked, you know, so he's on the total end of the luck scale right now than he was to start his career. They've rebuilt their offensive line, but it's a run blocking offensive line. It's not a protection offensive line. Just like I mentioned with the bills, every defense is playing very deep too high safety by no means are we allowing the big play, first and foremost. And I think Tyreek's been a little banged up. I think Kelsey, who usually is the one that abuses those type of coverages, starting to slightly show his age. Mm-hmm. I think they could use a third weapon, whether it's a running back, a, another receiver, whatever, um, in a bad way. I often say, Let's close our eyes and pretend that they drafted Jonathan Taylor instead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You yeah. know, like, wow, they you know, something like that would be a stabilizing force to, you know, get people, you know, into the box and make life easier for others. So, and his fundamentals are a disaster. And people are starting to call Mahomes out, rightfully so. Right. But I wonder about Andy Reid too. Like, what <laughs> what kind of coach is going on right there? And frankly, the Chiefs team building. It's been pretty poor for a while now. Yeah, that's that's fair. They have certainly been resting on those hits that they had. Sure, uh, a, a late round Tyree Kill, a mid round Travis Kelsey, and and uh, Mahomes. Re- yeah, relatively late pick in in Patrick Mahomes, a guy like that that you don't have to take uh, with the first overall pick or or even a top five pick is is a steal where you get him. All right, Matt, you get one word here. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? Bucks. Oh, okay. Because they got to All sit right. home and do nothing and not look bad. <laughs> That's true. Cards are in the conversation right now. Too. When we come back, we will uh, talk about some Dynasty waiver wire targets. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, My wife is kind of a 
chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars, some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked 15. That's locked one, five, all one word. And you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Matt, it is Tuesday, as we always do on Tuesday. We want to talk about some Dynasty waiver wire targets. It's pretty thin this week, actually. Uh, let's, Let's hit on some of these guys quickly here. Uh, I think the top target uh, from a dynasty standpoint, thinking a little more long-term is Eno Benjamin. We saw the injury to Chase Edmonds. He got one snap injured on the first snap of the game or his first offensive snap, I should say, and did not come back. Of course, James Conner, your, your, your guy from Pittsburgh is the big story there. Uh, Three more touchdowns. Looks like a locked in RB one going forward as, as Edmonds has a high ankle sprain and will be out uh, a few games at least. So uh, Connor's the the main beneficiary here. Let's not kid ourselves. He's also not on dynasty waiver wires either. So (laughs) uh, digging a little deeper, Eno Benjamin now looks like the backup. He did get nine carries for 39 yards and a touchdown in that game on Sunday. Uh, and he's potentially on the waiver wire. Uh, any thoughts on on Connor or Benjamin? Yeah, I mean, good for James. I mean, he looks yeah. much better this year than last. He really thrived this past game, no question. I mean, he is taking the ball and running with it, literally, figuratively. I didn't mean to go down that road. He's catching the ball mm-hmm. well. Yeah, wait. I mean, he's healthy and in a really good offense too. You know, that's hard to key on him. Um, much better situation than he was last year with Pittsburgh too. So uh, Edmonds is out for a bit, but Eno Benjamin has a little bit of a track record was a, a college name without yep. questioning to get draft super high. And I hope Connor all the best, but I don't trust him to play 17 games, no matter what, I don't care how good he looks. And even if he does, I think Benjamin has a role in a really good offense. So Benjamin's very attractive to me. Yeah, and that you almost hate to even say it with with these guys sure. with the the long injury history, but uh, you're right. We we have rarely seen Connor play a full season in the NFL. I certainly hope this is the year uh, because he is playing some of the best ball of his of his life here over the past few games, and and now we'll have a, a chance to continue doing that. Uh, but Eno Benjamin, at the very least, is some nice insurance and. In, potentially on dynasty waiver wires. A couple scrap heap running backs who I think also have a chance at some playing time. And, and at least one of these is already taking some big advantage uh, of that opportunity. Jordan Howard with the Eagles. 
17 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. That's two straight uh, good games for him, three touchdowns over the past two weeks. Uh, we're still waiting on Miles Sanders to return, but I know Eagles beat writers are calling for Jordan Howard to remain a, a prime piece of this Eagles offense, even when Miles Sanders gets back on the field. Uh, the other one, Deontay Foreman, of course, that was the big story a week ago, the injury to Derrick Henry. His season is over. Uh, a lot of us, myself included, rushing out to get uh, Adrian Peterson or Jeremy McNichols from the waiver wire. But the other player that was involved there and, and got called up from the practice squad was Deontay Foreman, uh, another uh, running back that we used to just love in dynasty circles years ago. Hasn't really ever had that sustained level of success in the league. A little bit of a, a, a tease, to be honest. Uh, but he ran pretty well for the Titans on Sunday night against the Rams. Actually led the team in rushing yardage uh, on just five carries. So I'm guessing that's going to be a little bit of a committee backfield uh, going forward in Tennessee. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Dynasty community loved Foreman at one time because he's He's very gifted. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. He's got juice. He's got power. He's got size. And I thought he was clearly the best running back in that game. Um, the announcer said stuff that I very much agreed with. I thought Peterson ran very high. And yeah, yeah. probably will get a little better. But it was not pretty. I mean, they just grabbed, grabbed him off the couch over, you know, a couple days ago. So give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's old. And, and I think there's a very good chance. Foreman is their leading rusher from this point on. So I would be into him very heavy because he fits their profile of what they want at that position in a big way. I guess I have mixed feelings about Howard. I mean, he's not sexy because he can't catch the ball, but he's always been a professional runner mm -hmm. that I thought back in the day and the days really only like a year or two ago, <laughs> probably got the short end of the stick, you know, of boy, he's no fun. He's not sexy. Nobody gets excited when you put the sticker on the board in your redraft league for Jordan Howard. But he knows how to get yards in this league, falls forward, really good zone runner. They've developed a running game. They have a good line. I just think Miles Sanders has a lot more juice, but Howard's should be on your shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Okay, that's fair. So you prefer Foreman over Howard. I think I do as well. Uh, a couple other names to look out for. I'm I'm guessing Donovan Peoples-Jones probably already scooped up off the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a more of a shallow league, he's the name to look for. Just two catches, but 86 yards and a touchdown in his first game without uh, Odell Beckham there. Jeff Wilson was active for the first time all year for the 49ers. I don't believe he played a single snap. I don't think. Uh, in his first game uh, back off the um, the IR, the pup list, but he is healthy and, or, or at least closer to healthy. And I think we'll see some Jeff Wilson certainly before the season's over a couple tight ends, Jeff Swaim, two games in a row with a touchdown, two games in a row with at least four targets. Uh, I think he's pushing Anthony Ferkser down the, uh, down the depth chart a little bit. It's hard to get excited about Jeff Swain, but I yeah. guess if you're if you're desperate at tight end, maybe he's a, a fill in for a week or two. Uh, a guy I'm a little more excited about is Donald Parham. He's closed the gap uh, between himself and Jared Cook. Uh, Parham played 28 snaps on Sunday. Cook just played 29, uh, and Parham had three three grabs, 39 yards, and a touchdown. At this point in Dynasty, I'd rather have Parham than Cook. Don't know if you can start either one of them right now. I think Parham's appealing. Yeah. 
long term. One storyline that we didn't talk about at the top of the show was the Carolina Panthers. The good news is they had Christian McCaffrey back. He leads them in rushing and receiving right back to uh, right back to normal, I guess we could say. Uh, but uh, also normal, unfortunately, was the play of Sam Darnold. Just continues to be bad. Horrible. Certainly lost that game for them. Uh, P.J. Walker hanging, uh, hanging there behind Darnold and hanging on waiver wires almost certainly, uh, even in super flex leagues. Do you think they make this move at some point and, and just bench Darnold? Yes. Yeah. And right now he's fighting an injury or whatever they want to call it. I mean, I'm not saying the guy isn't hurt, but you can't keep trotting him out there. I mean, he's killing the team. Yeah, it's it's been ugly and uh, had had a promising start to to begin the year three and zero um, and and was playing out of his mind, especially running the ball, which was which always felt a little weird. But uh, yeah, these these past few games has has been tough to watch for sure. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the show with some uh, dynasty trade targets focused on veteran running backs. Hey everyone, this is Matt Williamson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Uh, My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Uh, Just download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your fill up. That's, That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Uh, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catches here involved. So the cash back gets added right into your account. You can, you can cash out anytime to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you check out tomorrow's episode when we'll be talking about our top 10 Dynasty running backs here at the midseason point. Now, make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, let's talk some dynasty trade targets uh, here. We're, we're going into week 10. I can't believe it. Uh, I know in, in my leagues, uh, some of my leagues have uh, trade deadlines, and, and they're coming up here in the next couple weeks. You certainly by this point know if you are a contender or or not um, in your dynasty league. And that that status should dictate some of the moves that you make here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think the running back position, we've seen it again this year. So much volatility. The, the players that we thought would be the best, uh, many of them have have missed time. A few of them have been. Uh, just honestly disappointing. So I, I think this is really where we need to focus on when it comes to shopping for some upgrades uh, as we make these playoff runs. Um, want to throw out a few names for you. We'll, we'll focus on their position rank over the past month, over the past four games specifically. Uh, 
And obviously some of these are going to be more expensive than others, but let's, let's just get your quick thoughts. We already talked about James Conner. Uh, first of all, he's the RB three over the past four games. Uh, this was a guy, hopefully you, you went out and targeted him in trade uh, a few weeks ago because his price is only going up. I think a second rounder uh, might still, uh, might still get him if, if you're in the right situation where that, uh, that manager is at the bottom of the standings and uh, maybe like you, Matt, a little worried about Connor's sure. long-term health, long-term uh, viability. You paying a second for James Connor if you're a contender? Yeah, I yeah. think that's about right. You know, yeah. start him in there, get as many points as you can. You know, you mentioned tomorrow we're going to do our, our top 10 dynasty running backs and I just start fiddling with the list and it just reminds you how short-term this position is. So, if short term is a month, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a couple of years ago, we might have had James Conner on that top 10 running back list. And right, now right. here he is as, as the depth running back that's surprising us a little bit. Uh, Damian Harris, RB5 over the past four games. I, I, I can't believe that. Uh, that's, of course, um, leaning heavily on his touchdown production. I think he scored in all four of those games, if I remember correctly. I just don't trust this New England offense in general, even no, Harris, right. who has been pretty productive. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Connor than Harris in Dynasty. Is is that crazy to you? A little. Yeah. Because I don't think they were close a month ago. But, boy, I don't want any investment in the Patriot backfield. Yeah, we I probably could say that for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah true. I guess my thought on, on comparing those two is I'm not – I'm not confident that Harris can help me at all. Um, hmm. e- even over the next month or so, I know Connor can help me uh, make it to the playoffs, maybe even win a title here in the, in the next five or six weeks. And, and I'm just not there with Harris. So that's, that's kind of the mindset I like it better there. than that, but Bolden, Ramondre, whoever, you know, they're always somebody. I, I think Harris is the constant of that group, but okay, so, in him, so if you're, going, what's that? If you're a contender, uh, one team has both of these running backs, Connor and Harris, and says you can have either one you want, just give me a second rounder. Depends how bad I need <laughs> them right this minute. But I think Harris will have more value this offseason. Yeah, I, I would agree there. I would agree there. Uh, Michael Carter is the RB8, uh, one of the few younger running backs on this list, uh, has really started stepping up, uh, thanks in large part to Mike White. We saw White uh, play a game and a half. Basically, the game that he started uh, really just focused on getting uh, Michael Carter the ball, uh, mostly in in dump-off situations. Carter was racking up the PPR points. When White got injured last week, uh, we we really noticed that Carter's production uh, and usage in the passing game uh, almost went completely away. Yeah, uh, I think Carter's going to be more expensive because he is a rookie. Probably would cost you a late first rounder. I'm not paying that. Are you paying that? No, I own zero stock or shares of Carter because. I thought during rookie drafts that he will not be the Jets lead back in 2022. And I stand by that. So if people are looking at him like he's a rookie, 
long-term fix for you. Uh, I don't see him that way. Um, but if you're going to rent him for the rest of the year, like a Connor, I'm on board. But that if he's pricier than those guys, then no. So I see him the same as those guys. Daryl Williams, RB9 over the past four weeks. We're, we're worried about this Chiefs offense. We've already talked about it. I think I'm probably looking a different direction here. Me too. Uh, uh, I wish there was a better talent. And say what you want about Edward Solaire. He's coming back soon. Yeah. Same with this uh, next guy. I have this next guy I'm out on too. Right. Devontae Booker playing yeah. well. RB11. I would think Barkley, Saquon Barkley is back. Uh, I think the Giants are actually on by next week if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, but Barkley should be back soon, we would, yeah, very. We would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette, RB13. Uh, of everybody on this list, he's probably the one I'm I'm most in on. Uh, and, and if everybody costs let's say everybody on this list costs a high second. He's the one I'm, I'm paying for. Yeah. He's not for me in terms of the NFL. And if I were scouting running backs for a team professionally, I would not have a high grade on him, but this is fantasy. And those things don't matter because Bruce Arians and Brady like him, and he's on part of a great offense and he has value. He is a every week starter, no matter what. And Ronald Jones stinks. Stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Geo's just a guy, too. Oh, you, you, you got to. It's hard for me to say that. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that was, that was one of your, your bold calls. Not it was. quite paying off. I, I liked it. I liked the idea that Geo would be the, the leading fantasy scorer in that backfield, but no, not no. going to happen. Uh, let me throw out a couple other names. Kenyon Drake, Miles Gaskin, Khalil Herbert. Uh, if you're picking one of those guys, who is it? I think Herbert's a really good young player, so I'll go there. I like the player the best, Herbert, and the age the best there. But Montgomery's coming back very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Uh, I think I'm probably going Drake between those three. If you want to look at all these names hmm. combined, Connor, Harris, Michael Carter, Daryl Williams, Devontae Booker, Fournette, Kenyon Drake, Miles Gaskin, Khalil Herbert, Fournette, and Connor would be my priorities. Also, probably the most expensive other than the rookie Carter. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I think, would be my third choice. He's not bad. I mean, we can kind of make fun of why the Raiders spend that much money on him and all that. But when he's out there, he makes plays. And he's looks like they're receiving back with this coaching staff. Exactly. And I think that's that's really the big difference for me yeah. is that the, the just the past couple of games without John Gruden have uh, looked and felt different uh, from – from a running back standpoint. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.